Hey out there, dear readers, Editor has jumping in in front just to warn you that we had a fun technical glitch with Gavin's track this episode, so you'll notice his track isn't quite up to our standards. It's totally listenable, I just want you to know that that, that will be fixed later on. Also, personally, we had a little gap because in my house we had some kitty drama fostering a new cat, or so we thought, who had a broken pelvis and then actually adopting her, and then unfortunately losing another cat to the cat gods. So I appreciate you all sticking with us here as we start the new season. That's enough out of me. Let's get on with episode 51, Creature. Welcome to year two of Oops All Monsters, the deadly, unserious show about creatures, cryptids, and curiosities curated by two weirdos from wild and wonderful West Virginia. That weirdo with me when he's not making macabre wordplay about the ghoulish deaths during the scariest hour of television HBO has to offer is Gavin. (laughs) And this weirdo with me, usually accompanied by Dietrich Bader, is Hess. <laughs> Does that make me in office space or because I am in the Drew Carey show? That would make you Ryan Stiles, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm Ryan Stiles. You know, that um, the uh, touring version of that came to Morgantown and I was not able to see it. The, the um, Whose Line Is It Anyway Who, came, to, is it? Yeah. came to 123, like, last month. Huh. And, yeah, it's, um, it, I think it, Ryan Stiles is one of them, I think. It's, no shit. It's, yeah, it's not, it's, I think Greg Proops is in it. Um, it doesn't, what? it doesn't have, um, it's got, it's like half of the ones that you think it should be. It doesn't have yeah. um, doesn't have the guy that does the songs really well. The black uh, Wayne Brady will smack a bitch. Wayne it doesn't Brady. Ha- it doesn't have Wayne Brady yet. Um, he's busy doing whatever the fuck Wayne Brady does. Um, probably I was I, I was very annoyed. <laughs> yeah, probably. I was very annoyed that I couldn't see it because I'm like, hell, yeah. I'll go see that at one two three. That's something. I'm annoyed uh, now that I know about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway, (laughs) we are here to, as we always are, delight and edify you with tales of mysterious monsters from mythology, film, literature, television, as well as gaming from the console and the tabletop and beyond. On a rotating basis, each of us brings a monster into the shop, unknown to the other presenter, and discusses their origins and implications (laughs) for the benefit of you, dear readers at home. Uh, I have yeah. I have a guest with me over here on the table is a tiny little black and white kitty cat named Mad Maxine, who is a, a foster yeah. a foster kitty cat that we are um, that we are rehabilitating until we find a permanent home for this ridiculous cat. I call her Mad Maxine because she wears all black. She's got a bum leg and she's very angry. So that's what's going on with me. Uh, r- reminder, so if you, if you hear Mad Maxine's opinions at some point, she's probably going to take a drug nap because she's uh, just had her gabapentin. So she's probably going to be pretty chill. But if you hear her chime in with some desperate mewling at some point, uh, I have not gone insane. It's a tiny kitty cat that I have on my desk for um, observational purposes. So... Reminder, check the Instagram at Oops All Monsters. Engage with us there. Um, and with that, I, I'll hand it over to you, Gavin. What the fuck are we looking at uh, this week? You don't have a word? Oh, I forgot how to do the show. Oh, Let's go over to. to no, I, I did. I did look. I did look up the word and then I forgot to mention it. All right. Um, well, I have ooh. the word. I do have the word, though. So I did the Save important the part. Vocabulary. Um, my word is uh, from 1677. It is Mary Andrew. Mary dash Andrew. 
Merry as <laughs> like Chris, Christmas is a merry time of year, and it means uh. a person who clowns publicly for the amusement of others. Um, it's kind of a, a an oldie timey idea for a class clown. It was who the fuck knows who Andrew was that he was so merry, you know. Um, huh. But um, yeah, good luck getting that into your daily use, fuckers. Yeah, merry but, uh, Andrew. G- give it a shot. Um, what a merry Andrew! I'm gonna yeah, I'm definitely gonna use this somehow. Yeah. I know I know a plenty of merry Andrew. Yeah. Um, in a, in a, in a related note, uh, I'm trying to, I've been, uh, so some people and I have been trying to come up with a, a name for a show that we're making and man, we were just like sitting there just like clicking through, um, you know, thesauruses and clicking synonyms and shit and going like, yeah. ah, what do you think a curse of the, or, you know, revenge of the, and blah, blah, blah. And you know, that, that thing that happens to you when you just start repeating a word and it, it loses all, um, connection to anything. You know, it happened yeah. to me with the, it happened to me with the word mayhem because yeah. the word mayhem, you say, you say it about 10 times and you're like, that's not a word. It's yeah. just it's just two sounds in order. That's just nonsense. That's not a word at all. <laughs> yeah. um, big fan of mayhem. Um, it was, and I, it was so weird. I was, we had to look it up, and it's like a mix of old French and old English because uh, English is crazy. Yeah, I've 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 realized. Well, similar on that note, I've realized that um, when you're playing Shadowrun, often you're going to refer to your Johnson. <laughs> as mm-hmm. like a totally normal thing and like yeah. and say really weird shit like concerning yeah. your Johnson like man yeah. I'm gonna beat which, the crap which, out of my Johnson when which, we get which, back to the safe house <laughs> yeah which for everybody is just um, Mr. Johnson is the generic term for the person that hires you for a job in, yeah. in, I, I think I, I forget what I renamed the, the category in um, Cyberfunk in the Dark, I think it was like I think it was like Fritz, or I think I went for like a weird yeah. German name that wouldn't have the same connotations. But uh, all right, let's get out of this vocabulary <laughs> hole and yes. shove our shovels into some different Earth. Gavin, what the holy fuck are we looking at today? Well, imagine if you will that you have been contracted to go out into space, specifically the moon of Titan. Um, The corporation NTI has hired you uh, to get there before the German company gets there so that you can sit and claim a discovery that uh, two previous explorers have claimed, or or not claimed, because um, all communication was lost from them. And... uh, Oddly enough, a crash was mentioned, but the captain explaining to you the situation doesn't explain that the space station was destroyed. I don't know why he left that out. (laughs) Were Um, you in a crash? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, he continues to assure everybody that this is a routine trip, um, even though there is a Diane Salinger security guard going with you. I have no idea what the fuck this is. <laughs> if this is not an alien, I have no. I have. I am so lost. Yeah. It's very close to alien. Um, as a matter of fact, that's going to be one of the topics. But Diane Salinger starts to raid the uh, medicine cabinet for all of its sedatives, and um, you, as Wait. Wendy Shawl, <laughs> Diane. Rating for the sedatives. Is this a is this a role playing game? No, no. This is, is this a movie. A, this, is a, this is a movie. Okay. Um, uh, I'm gonna. You might not get it at all, so I'll go ahead and tell you what it is. It's called Creature. Oh, I know the um, <laughs> box art for Creature for yeah. sure. And it's um, from 1985, and it's the Proto Aliens. <laughs> okay. Uh, creature, the creature from Creature. Okay. Um, well, shit. I, I don't remember whether I've watched this movie or not. You might not. It's pretty forgettable. It's, it's not a very good movie. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. It's it's not something I hate. Pictures uh, Corporation. 
there's, so there's when a lot this, of interesting This came out in 1985, yeah. I it see. It came out okay. in 85. Um, it predates Aliens, but boy, howdy, is it Aliens-like. Like, it, it's, it almost rips off Aliens. The whole time I was watching it, I thought that, like, um, how did they rip off an a Aliens a year before Aliens came out? And I know why, and it's because every miscellaneous crew member that did Aliens also did this movie. Like, all the grips <laughs> and the special effects guys and, like, all all the people in charge of the lighting and all of that just, like, um, grunt work. They uh, Those guys yeah. immediately went on to do Aliens. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, so this comes out in the period between Alien original. Oh, my God, it's got, what's his name? Um, uh, the, the fucking crazy German dude. Yeah. Um, um, what's his butt's friend? Yeah. Um, God damn it. Klaus. I had, uh, um, Klaus Kinski. Klaus Kinski. Yeah, we're going to have to yeah. have like a sexual assault warning because um, <laughs> Klaus Kinski well, yeah. got up to like no good on this film. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have not. I've so um, Klaus Kinski is a renowned German weirdo actor. Yeah. Who is um, incredibly famous for uh, collaborating primarily with Werner Herzog? Yeah. Fornication and asphyxiation and choking and fighting for survival and. Has gotten kind of in hot water for being like a molester or an assaulter or something. I don't. I don't even. I'm not sure. I, I, it's one of those cases where I'm like, I don't need to know that much about Klaus Kinski <laughs> um, for my life to be um, uh, fulfilled. But um, yeah, if you go to Ranker.com, you can go to Facts About Klaus Kinski, the weirdest German actor in the of the, of all time, um, <laughs> which is the uh, which is the, the the title of this article by Katja Klayman. But obviously, he's playing like the arc. Um, villain scientist, I'm assuming, in this, because <laughs> if not, if, if he's playing, like, um, the lovable protagonist, I'm very confused. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's a weird enough looking guy that he played Nosferatu in um, the 70s version of Nosferatu by Herzog. Yeah. And required hardly any makeup, relatively. Yeah. Um, he was just kind of shaved and paled up and given fangs and ears. And that was like mostly it. I would, he's kind of like halfway to Nosferatu looking and has been forever. Yeah, he's a creepy antagonist in uh, one of the Man With No Name movies, um, or, or a few of them. Okay, so let's talk about this 1985 um, <laughs> creature. Uh, not the creature, just creature. Yeah, just creature, which is later, later renamed the Titan find. The Titan find? Yeah, I don't so, know why that's better. So what's up, so what's up with this movie? Well, this movie, um, directed by a guy who had an interesting career, William Malone, um, who's friends with like Robert Zemeckis, apparently. Uh, this movie doesn't have a very good uh, production value. Doesn't probably didn't have a very good budget. Um, starts in this sci-fi uh, corporate rule world that the '80s like so much. We'll get into that. Uh, an American corporation wants to beat the German corporation to Titan so that they can claim claim something that a previous team has found, but they lost contact with the team. And that's because the be at the beginning of the movie, they recreate word for word a scene from Jaws, which is strange, okay. where um, one guy wants to get a photograph of the capsule that they find, so he asks them to come here, and he won't come here, and he goes, just stand next to it for scale, like directly from <laughs> Jaws. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And then um, they get creatified, and... Uh, uh, one of the guys gets zombified and he gets in a spaceship and there's this hilarious scene where the spaceship is uh, hurtling towards the space station above Titan and um, the guy at the command console keeps trying to talk to him and he finally sees on the screen that he's zombified and right before the spaceship hits and explodes the guy yells holy shit 
<laughs> Incredibly you know, like calm a actual uh, <laughs> real scene. So, yeah. so what's the what's the what's the life cycle of this thing? It's not. It doesn't do like a xenomorph in Aliens. Oh, like, I how have it... no idea. Uh, the the um... well, what do we what do we see in the film? Like you say, these guys get like zombified, but what does that entail? Like. They get zombified by sludge. Uh, the sludge initially okay. poured out of the capsule, and uh, the guy was sitting on it for some reason. So it's assumed that it went up his spacesuit and up his butt. And um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's why you don't sit on sludge. Yeah, the sludge and pours out of me. You see the sludge in the reveal of the zombification. Like a guy will be talking on the comm link and then turn his head, and it's covered in sludge. Uh, to to show okay. everybody, oh, he's a zombie. And um, there's two stages of the zombie, which is um, sludgeified and then, like, either gnarled, like, presumably being semi-eaten by the creature, or rotted away. I'm not sure. But... Okay. So, yeah. So the zombification thing is, like, parallel and disconnected from the monster itself. Like... You don't you don't zombify and then eventually become a monster. Um, like the, I don't think so, but the, but the mon- it's possible like, that like you the do. alien. It's just an alien that just has the effect of producing like weird zombie slug effects. Yeah, and it can it controls the people who are sludgeified. Um, but it's okay. So there's kind of a like zombie butt fungus like yeah. um, you know like in magical insect control thing going on yeah. there, which Klaus Kinksy at the time would have been like, not would have been like, how does that work? But it, we now, now we know that's like totally a thing in biology. Yeah. Yeah. Klaus Kinski, um, kind of describes it, uh, and explains it, but I've watched it three times and I can't really get exactly <laughs> what they wanted to do with the rules about the sludge and the monster. It was alive. It was waiting for us. We, we landed on this moon here. And there are 22 of us. One by one of my guys <laughs> died, killed by something. And had waited for them 2,000 centuries. If the sludge does turn people into the monster or the creature, uh, then nobody got that far. Uh, then the good guys blew them up before they could... Before it could, if they could you fully ha- turn yeah, into if the you've creature. seen the movie three times and it's not strongly implying that at all, I don't think <laughs> yeah. that we have to um, walk those extra steps for them. Um, so, looking at this creature monster thing, um, I would say it's kind of like a like a it's just really a broke ass xenomorph. Yes, they're like they're like okay, <laughs> well, step one, you get you get yourself a weird long head. Yeah. Um, step two, make it big and black. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Step three, get some weird, like, ridgy kind of tentacle business yeah. coming off of it. Um, you know, step three, put it in a bunch of fog and shoot it really dark. Um, and apparently step four was, I guess it's kind of a dinosaur, question mark? Yeah. Like, they, I, obviously, they did not have the, um, you know, the the magical... Uh, n- nightmarish vision of each agiga to inform yeah, uh, this, their creature their creature effect. <laughs> this film was realized without H.R. Geiger. Yeah, um. <laughs> <laughs> but um, which is a reference to what movie has that um, credit at the front of it? All that, of them. That makes it. Uh, all of yeah, them? that's what makes no, it I, funny. Um, th- no, I know that I, I know some of them. The creature effects are because 19, 1981's Alien. Yeah, really, it's, it definitely credits H.R. Giger as like as part of the design. Yeah, like it's just like <laughs> Alien design H.R. Giger. Um, but Dune was the big one. This film was realized without H.R. Giger, and um, that was in a book I think you had, where oh it, yeah, it maybe lists it was. all of I the things that. that he did. Um, and even though he's credited, like the book said, this film was realized without H.R. Geiger. <laughs> this is Professor Marmalade coming at you wet and sleazy from inside the Don Knotts statue on High Street in Morgantown, West Virginia. H.R. Giger was an influential surrealist artist and visionary from Sweden, whose dark, nightmarish depictions of the erotic fusion between technology and biology were embraced by aspects of popular culture such as the design of the alien aspects of the alien films, rock musicians, and high school goths reading Nietzsche and smoking cloves instead of going to music class. 
Often derided in fine art circles, Giga's gold, sexually oriented airbrush works became the center of one of America's most important legal cases when Tipper Gore, the wife of then Vice President Al Gore, attacked Jello Biafra and his punk rock band The Dead Kennedys over the inclusion of one of Giga's highly erotic pieces inside their album art. Failing miserably to choke free speech in American discourse, the government would have to learn much more subtle ways to prevent its citizens from discussing or drawing genitals in an unapproved context. Giga has continued to have a vast influence on science fiction and popular culture, arguably greatly more so than many of the signs of high art that populate the walls of stuffy museums across the globe. Mic drop. Professor Marmalade out. The light hurts me. <laughs> if you have too much sun, you like then in the, to be in the shadow. And I like always to be in the shadow, <laughs> in the dark. I think that there's probably something legal there yeah. where yeah. they're saying, like, um, we have... We have, we have taken our design for this business from existing properties and um, no take backsies because we're not taking it from HR Geeker's design. <laughs> you can't sue us. Um, but uh, yeah, but this thing is um, kind of, you know, it, you know and this is, is going to intimate to the audience how we probably feel about it because I bet we both kind of feel the same way. It's kind of reminiscent of the Leviathan fifth fish monster. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, hey, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. You know, yeah. it, it's big and slimy and awkward, and obviously, even without seeing moving frames of this, incredibly difficult to incredibly difficult to puppeteer or move yeah. inside of the bodysuit uh, for the. Um, that's it's a good thing that a lot of the movie involves sludge zombies and not like this creature. Yeah, um, it was probably a, a, me a method to completely avoid actually <laughs> spending any time rolling frames of the creature itself. Yeah, it, and uh, Wendy Shaw is yes, in this? Wendy Shaw is the main character, and she's awesome in it. She's um, the only person that um, well, that's not fair. She's one of the only people that um, gets things across as an actor. And there are a lot of times where she messes up and everything, but that's completely the fault of the director and the editor because um, I am 100% sure that they used the first shot for each scene and didn't try to reshoot anything <laughs> at all. They yeah. just got yeah, it in one yeah, every time. Rehearsed the yeah. lines and got um, it in one. It's it's clear that that's like how they did this movie. <laughs> so for all of you out there in TV land, um, you would know Wendy Shaw as the yeah. like hot wife <laughs> of um, Bruce Dern in The Burbs, who um, the who uh, Corey Feldman is um, so lascivious for, and uh, she's. Also in Inner Space, which I'm a big fan, although her role in that is not very large. She's uh, also so, um, the voice of Francine Smith in American Dad. Right. Yeah. Some of you who are um, Animaniacs. You know, Orville fans <laughs> will will uh, know her from that. And she's, I bet she's got a, a pretty good uh, houseboat payment thanks to that show <laughs> um, so so that's cool uh, uh, there's a lot of ran uh, like other random friends in here yeah. um, let's see Diane Salinger who we would know from Pee-wee's big adventure yeah um, and who's Lyman Ward oh Lyman Ward everybody would know as Ferris Bueller's dad yeah um, uh, who kind of just looks like a guy, um, uh, Canadian actor for whom I don't know if I've seen him in anything else other than, um, Ferris Bueller's Day There's Off. a couple people in this who were not in anything else. Um, Annette McCarthy is in this movie as like a, a major character and she isn't in anything else. <laughs> it's... Yeah, I would not be surprised if they had the experience of uh, doing a space zombie movie around Klaus Kinski. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm not interested in being in Hollywood anymore. Yeah. No, no, th <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, the, as, um, so this, actually, like, German mol molester freak screaming at me all day, trying to set me on fire. Yeah, there was, there was a molestation on this movie. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, and they... Okay, they, I guess we're getting into it. So, yeah. go, so t please... Um, please tell yeah. me what is up. Well, with first Klaus. of all, to address a previous thing, um, Klaus Kinski's character's name is Hans Rudy, which is supposed to be an H.R. Geiger tribute. 
Okay, I'll take their word for yeah, it. Yeah, there's there is a scene. I'll allow there's it. There's a scene where um oh yeah the plot of the movie. So okay, the Americans get there to <laughs> to outpace the Germans and find the thing. Um, whenever they get there, they find a, a German because the Germans already got there. Oh no, but that's not going to be a problem because first of all, and it's easy yeah. to find them because they're listening to heavy metal and pounding sausages in the middle of the mess hall, just screaming, yeah, 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 we win, <laughs> which is weird because they're doing English with a German accent rather than doing German, which is just like, why, yeah, why would you do that? Klaus Kinski. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Sorry, they they find Klaus Kinski. They also find one of the guys from the opening scene. Um, who's now like, who's, uh, sludgeified. <laughs> Yeah, and then after they find those two, um, the uh, a zombified yeah the zombified guy from the first team lures um, half of them away, and then the creature attacks them on both fronts, and like everybody dies except for Wendy Shaw and uh, the main dude character, and then they try to Wendy Shaw then um, makes a reference to uh the thing from beyond space i think it's called the one with the intelligent carrot uh for the thing from another world is the predecessor to the thing yeah. um which is a plant monster version which is accurate which is more accurate to the original um story so uh, if that's the one you yeah. mean, it's called, yeah, The Thing from Another World. There is It, a thing that came from beyond space. Um, so I don't know, one of those. But if you're talking about a plant yeah. monster that is a predecessor was, to John Carpenter's The Thing, that monster, is The Thing from Wendy Shaw uh, specifically says intelligent carrot. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, kind of like a, it's kind of like a plant Frankenstein yeah. dude. Um, but the movie is still scary as fuck for a 1951. Yeah, it movie. is. I've seen it. Um, it's it's it's. I mean, it's it's, it's quite good. It's pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's a 1951 <laughs> horror movie, but damn, they do a lot of good stuff with it in terms of like eeriness and it's the production quality is really solid. It's um, a great. So, uh, I don't be surprised if um, the thing, if the thing from another world comes up on it's this a show. Great um, flick another, to pretend uh, to yawn and put your arms around your best gal. <laughs> <laughs> for those who are into, for those who are into Easter eggs, it is playing on the the television. Um, that Jamie Lee Curtis is watching as she's babysitting that useless yeah. kid in the original Halloween yeah. film. Wendy Shaw gets an idea to electrocute it, and they try that five, I shit you not, five times before <laughs> Diane Salinger... Sh Don't they know they're yeah, in a movie? Yeah. Well, Diane Salinger shows up um, out of nowhere. She's not dead, and she shoots it and has a catchphrase and everything. And whenever... The, like, the ending is really funny because they were awkwardly trying to explain why she wasn't around for m most of the killing and franticness and um uh -huh. it's because she wasn't sh it's because they needed to build tension and um that's the yeah. end of the movie back to Klaus Kinski though Klaus Kinski was in a scene with uh Diane Salinger and this was her first movie and Klaus Kinski decides that he's a method actor and his character would grope Diane Salinger and, and uh, like, embrace her from behind and, like, tr not let her go at all. But um, I guess, in okay. all fairness, whenever she acted to throw him off of her, he followed through and, like, fell to the ground and acted like he was injured and everything. But that was, like, straight okay. up not in the script and uh, Klaus Kinski's invention to assault the Diane Salinger character. <laughs> yeah, and if you're, like, um, if you think that we are um, maybe being too uh, overly concerned, yeah. um, to, to both of Klaus Kinski's daughters apparently have accused him um, publicly of like molestation. Yeah. So he's don't don't stress on his behalf, yeah. everybody. Don't. Yeah, that guy sucks. He... <laughs> but if if you do want to give this movie a try and you hate um, sexual molesters, Klaus Kinski really isn't in this a lot. So 
Um, and he yeah. does get like creature uh, chewed up and killed. So how how much of the creature? I mean, what I'm seeing is that they they maybe have three or four like full on monster shots of this like suited thing. Um, yeah, that's I mean, about how it. Much, how much is it actually on? Sc- okay, because it don't no. look great, and you know, like, and I'm just wondering, you know. Uh, th- it seems like you're you're spending t- primarily time with these, with the effects of the creature's yeah. sludge, which is turning people into these kind of awkward, like, like gar- gargoyleish looking, yeah. you know, kind of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, vampire makeup loaf kind yeah. of, you know, uh, monster monster zombie weirdos. But yeah, the 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 actual monster in the suit, which also added to um, uh, how poorly the monster was executed. Jeff Solomon is the creature actor, and he also is another actor who has been in nothing else. So he's not like a professional stuntman or anything. They probably got some poor dude to sweat his nuts off for three days. Yeah, (laughs) he was he was the yeah he was in the. He was the art department PA, and then he got uh, an on-set promotion <laughs> to guy guy in the latex suit. For most of the movie, they they work around uh, the awkward suit by just filming the head chewing on people's necks, which is how the monster feeds. I guess it chews people's heads off because that happens to like four characters. <laughs> it sounds great. I didn't have a bad time watching this movie because I knew it was it was <laughs> crappy. So, like, if you go into it knowing what it is, you're not going to have a bad time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I genuinely have no clue whether I've actually seen this or not. I've seen the box art for yeah. the VHS oh, a hundred thousand yeah. times, and I've definitely watched the trailer and gone like, oh. Klaus Kinski's yeah. in that. All right, um, and then never bothered with it further. Um, probably because I, you know, I've been I've scanned through Amazon or something, going like that. This is the kind of movie that um, that these streaming services think I would like, and yeah. I'm still not <laughs> clicking on it. Um, Going to watch Tentacles instead for some reason. But uh, yeah, um, so uh, yeah, maybe a kind of two out of five movie. Yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, but did any, did any, were there, was there anything stand out about the creature that was actually interesting or was it all kind of, um, oatmeal, uh, like, was it all kind of microwave oatmeal kind of lame or was, did anything actually surprise you? I guess maybe surprise is the, the word I would. The only for. thing, the, the, uh, major point of interest for me for this movie is that, it is extremely reminiscent of Aliens, but it predates Aliens, so it can't be reminiscent. <laughs> and and especially the creature, too. The The creature was handled, um, like, uh, it wasn't shown a lot, and it was uh, supposed to be very elusive and, like, hide in the walls and in the shadows, just like the alien. And um, And for the most part, it did until the end, whenever... It was standing out in the open so it could explode. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks like they were doing a, a, a ch- kind of a cheap, cheapo version of Alien 1 and just happened to stumble onto a couple elements that made it a little bit more like yeah. Aliens in a, in a couple of ways, which was probably just dumb luck. Um but uh, yeah, it looks like unless you're interested in one of these actors, it seems like one that we can allow everybody to to see. Oh skip. Yeah, 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 you're not beholden to watch this um, silly dime store um, or um, you know dime dime bucket VHS from 1985. Yeah, it's not. Um, <laughs> it's not good. It's not bad either, but. Um, I would probably, I would definitely watch Leviathan again before I would watch this, and I don't even like yeah. Leviathan that much. Yeah, the 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 points of this are more um, into conversations about like how it was weird that the '80s predicted corporate takeover. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, sometimes I wonder. Sometimes I wonder, like, what is the chicken and the egg in yeah. these things? It's, it's perhaps perhaps our perhaps our lack of imagination just guarantees that we're going to have these <laughs> like, you know. 
Burke style, like um, weird collar yeah. wearing company douche monsters running the world because we're unable to like imagine yeah. something else. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? You know, I, 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 I'm just wondering, like, what is what is the cycle here in terms of what is what is inspiring? Yeah, what? that's a good point. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, bl- whatever it is, it's Paul Reiser's fault. It is Paul sure. Reiser's fault. Which did you watch the Stranger Things? This uh-huh. season? I or? this has come up. This is like the third time this has been on. Ow! The show. All right then. You're you you were behind me in watching. Oh it. well, I finished it and okay. <laughs> Boy howdy! It's got Paul Reiser. It's got Paul Reiser in it. You don't have to be sorry. It wasn't your fault. Um, this movie is chock full of Star Wars noises, and um, it's also okay. it's also public domain. So whenever I make my fuck Disney movie, I'm gonna use clips from this movie, <laughs> which are copyrighted Star Wars noises. But I mean, if this is public domain, then I'm allowed to use it. So I'm presuming that you are by you mean actual stolen sound bank noises from the original three Star Wars yes. films. Okay, because um, uh, some of you may not know that Gavin has enough of an original Star Wars um, memory to be quite certain. Yes. Um, yes. When he said when he says that that this is not just a kind of kind of sounds kind of like a lightsaber. Um, <laughs> no, I, I am, tell you, I'm confident. The, the very if you're hearing the Star Wars <laughs> sounds, um, that those are the Star Wars yeah, sounds. That might be one of the reasons it's in the public domain. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Um, I. Ca- Cardinal Pictures Corporation maybe just didn't do that well for things like hiring a molester and stealing the sounds from Star Wars. <laughs> um, well, okay, sounds like well, sounds like an interesting piece of cinema history. But oh, if you never watch it and instead only listen to this episode, you're all welcome, folks. Yeah. We did it. We we take the hits. Yeah, for I you. will gladly. Um except like uh, whatever reward it is for watching movies for you and then just explaining like what happens in it and then letting you know that it's not worth it. <laughs> 10 pounds of soft cheese. Awesome. What tell you what we uh, need is some jalapeno poppers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Put the poppers down and we have to get to that segment of the show. Where we ask, is it, is it, is the creature from Creature? Is it, is it, is it, is it, is it, Pitchin Van Art? Who is some kind of alien, I guess. Um, is it Bitchin Van I'll Art? I'll say this. Um, the alien is. Okay. Oh, you mean the alien from yeah, Aliens? Yeah, the alien from Aliens certainly is. Yeah, the, the actual xenomorph <laughs> is Bitchin' Van Art. Something um, this that looks kind of like looks it? like yeah. you had a, like a xenomorph toy from 1992, yeah. and you put it in the microwave for some yeah. reason, and it came out like 30 seconds later, and you're like, oh, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I guess I should have expected that. It, it looks exactly like the alien toys that they, like the rip-off alien toys that, yeah, right. that you got at um, Dollar Tree that kind of like, it was like, this is clearly... Like the mold of uh, a failed alien prototype that some Chinese toy company bought and made and sold to so kids will buy it because there's no alien toys. <laughs> but then eventually there were alien toys in the 90s. Yeah, there was a real there. To, to, to my understanding, there is a very, very early um, xenomorph model that was like a plastic, um, you know, assemble and paint model yeah. from. The right after the original OG nineteen eighty eighty two movie coming out, and that it is actually extremely valuable yeah. because nobody bought them because they were abominations from a nightmare film <laughs> about people being murdered in space, yeah. and they were not culturally ready for that. Yeah, yeah. So they're actually huge collectors' items in a world where that 
phrase means nothing. Yeah. Um, but they're legit. And then basically there was nothing until whatever that company um, did that collaborate after basically around the time of Alien 3 yeah. um, uh, came out. They did the weird like gorilla alien and um, yeah, you know, just like whatever, whatever's in the movie, don't make that because yeah. that would make <laughs> sense. That's, you know. That's, you know what? Fucking, I, I forgot why why there was an Aliens toy line, and now I remember it's because um, Alien Three came out, and like yeah, there yeah. was there was not you know what kids like yeah um, women in prison with shaven <laughs> with shaved heads um, yeah that is really weird, <laughs> and you know what it worked like every kid that I knew had seen Aliens. And loved it. And then we were like, yeah, there's a third I, one I coming think, out. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think basically without backdrafting the, without, without huffing the juice of, um, you know, the like badass macho energy of aliens, <laughs> there, there's like almost nothing there, you know, because Alien, Alien 3 is much more of kind of like a Robert Wise style haunted house film about being trapped in a place that you cannot leave with a series of characters who you think are going to be the threat and the prisoners who end up also becoming prey and then triangulating who is prey and why and the political aspects of I'm disenfranchised because I'm a lady and we're disenfranchised because we're black. And for some reason, also, most of us are English, but not all of us. Um, <laughs> and and um, it's a it's a it's a really cool movie. I, I mean, I hated on Alien 3 when it came out because I was a weird elitist. Um, but I, I love Alien 3. It's just um, weird to make swag for. It's yeah. not really like a toys kind of movie. Um, here's the guy from The Rock, and he can he has taking off his glasses dramatically action. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and all of David Fincher's favorite actors, including Colt McCallany. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good movie, but it's not exactly action figure. Based. Yeah, I know, like, I know. That's here, um, and here, here is the um, the the copper mining playset. Yeah, with, I think you know, the, with, with like real smelting action. The um, the scorpion alien tried to look as close as possible to the third alien. Yeah, I'm. I, this was it was just like. You know, now we're in an era uh, that's like post spawn toys where like verisimilitude in terms of like there are 40 year old toy collecting nerds who just want to buy the thing that actually looks exactly like the thing that was in the damn movie that they like. But that was not a thing in 1993. Yeah, Yeah. playing with toys after really after the age of eight was a was a terrible like beat upable offense it was a t- it was a taboo that was ter- like like um horrifically hidden from from the public if you had toys well, I, you I still 13. think if you would have if they had come, if somebody had come out with like a um a Vasquez and Drake toy and just slipped it under the radar they would have sold a sold a fucking gajillion of those bitches i mean like it was uh i don't think there was so much like of what the aliens not having an original toy line uh, at the time is just like whack because that one, the that one, Aliens goes through the motions of setting itself up like a Vietnam yeah, movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it is, it is a Aliens is about Vietnam. If you weren't paying attention, by the way, uh, America, and thusly it kind of like organizes itself in this very Americans in Vietnam kind of way, where you have these fictional badass, like headband wearing super soldier kind of characters that go around and then surprisingly are destroyed by an enemy that they don't totally understand on its terms, and that is full of the ingredients that America's fucking 
love. There's fucking <laughs> robots that shoot guns for you and heat vision and electronics that go beepity boppity boop and giant guns that go and don't blow things up and but do smoke cigars and try to get away in an APC and all that These shit. Plasma <laughs> and it's it's nukes, it's, sharp it's basically like yeah, it, <laughs> yeah, it's it's action figures all the way down. And the fact that you that the 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 toy line that comes out is like Alien Three, um, you know, yeah, the, like her, like it's like it's like if Sigourney Weaver, who I don't even think had a fucking toy yeah, in that line, did. which is like yeah. she did. Okay, it's like I, I, you know, if they wanted to make that about really about Alien Three, they should have given her like a removable weave yeah. <laughs> so that she could have been buzzed underneath. And with hair at the beginning, you're like, um, yeah, with dramatic hair shaving. Yeah, all of the all of the action figures who uh, who like I'm sure executives and people uh, wanted to be assured that it was directed towards children. They all had like capture the alien action with like nets and and claws. <laughs> yeah, and like um, yeah, that, fucking yeah, nuts. and that was the that was the point of the Marines so that they could capture aliens. And not like get, <laughs> yeah. and not get ambushed by something they don't understand. No, they knew that there were aliens out there, and they were sent out to capture them. <laughs> and the in the Toyland, yeah, capturing them for the corporation was a good thing and the goal. <laughs> yeah, pay pay no attention that this monster is a total allegory about sexual assault and being forced to give birth. <laughs> pay no attention to that because that is not good for our bottom line. Um, it's super not helpful for us selling these in Kmart. I had um, every one of those aliens toys. I, which is also impressive because so many of them were so they did they did such a half-assed job like they did. They, I mean like I mean I had the gorilla alien I had one yeah. of the other dumb animal xenomorphs I had and I was just like eh it's fine yeah. you know you know yeah. the queen alien was pretty good because it was actually yeah. like somebody was like well yeah. we can't I'm, I'm looking at it right now yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the black plastic with the silver sheen it was yeah. big it, it was appropriately bug like it, yeah it, and it, it actually it's had like shot out yeah weird fucked up like alien queen action and it had the double yeah. snap mouth and everything <laughs> you're like yeah this one's good because it's like the thing from the fucking movie it's yeah. goddamn terrifying <laughs> it's the most innovative like nightmare machine monster that's been created in a hundred years like this thing will be around <laughs> alongside of Jason Voorhees and you know 1931 Dracula and Frankenstein in a hundred yeah. years when all of your dumb VHS movies have have rotted away and nobody can operate a VCR the, the alien from Alien will still be um, of cultural significance when we're all dead and gone because it's so fucking terrifying and encapsulates <laughs> so many scary ideas but instead make it about like a big monkey that punches you in the face. <laughs> God damn it, toy designers. Like, Kenner. Uh, I think it was Kenner. Yeah, I did. I rem I can see the Kenner logo on the cardboard yeah. punch out um, uh, box art. So yeah, I, it was absolutely Kenner. Because I think Kenner. I think Kenner always scooped up the weird shit where you're like. Why are you? Why does this have children's toys like, yeah. like goop like goopy faced guy from RoboCop and yeah, you know like ro like yeah, RoboCop <laughs> is another one where you're like okay, it's it's about guns and bad guys being conquered by good guys, but this is like RoboCop is basically a horror movie in the shape of an action movie. <laughs> where the, you're like, oh my god, like yeah. what if what if pieces of you were removed individually over the course of like a couple of years and how upsetting would it be to know that like which pieces have been removed both in terms of like mental capacity and your physical embodiment and <laughs> at what point do you stop being you and then is it more or less upsetting to get your memories back and to know how much of you is actually lost like that's <laughs> it's it is not a fucking toy to buy a $3.99 piece of plastic from Kmart about. But anyway, I still played with them. Yo, I, hell yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's one of those weird things also that's I, like kids, you mostly couldn't get 
uh, you couldn't get RoboCop toys in regular stores. You'd get them yeah. at Big Lots. Yeah. Um, which is like a weird kind yeah. of hillbilly Kmart, um, yeah, which is still it's, around. It's a discount because, store. Because, you know, yeah. KB Toys and Toys R Us didn't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. And you're like, yeah. yeah, because these are nightmare movies that are not for children. Yeah. <laughs> the, Paul Herve- the Paul Verhoeven reality is the worst reality, and it is weird that you're <laughs> celebrating it. Uh, for uh, a two ninety nine piece of plastic that's being sold to a seven year old. Yeah, um, I mean, we were into it, but we were also deranged. Like, it yeah, was a, we it weren't was normal a, kids. It was a massive cultural delusion that as long as it was about violence and not sex, it was fine. Yeah, which, by the way, RoboCop has plenty of disturbing, you know, sexual elements to it. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, this thing is not bitchin' van art. Apparently, that's what we were, that's the part of the show we were in. I totally, I uh, we're back, folks. We're Hot back. Damn. Do you recognize this um, octogenarian man? Oh, man. He's. I'll give you a hint. He's an extremely famous English actor. <laughs> And also, this is his. This is his Twitter photo. This is, you know, what he looks like in this photo. He kind of looks like Fizzgig from uh, the Dark Crystal. Yeah. Like if you just took his head, <laughs> he looks like he could go. Ha, 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 ha. But um, this is eighty-year-old uh, BBC actor Brian Blessed, oh. who is. Um, famous for all sorts of things, uh, including the original uh, Flash Gordon playing uh, Emperor Augustus yeah. in the famed theatrical-style BBC television um, I Claudius yeah. or I Clavdivs, for those of us who are making dad jokes, um, as well as a million other things. He's like the the, the grandfather in Peppa Pig or some shit <laughs> for our um, uh, uh, Gen Z folks. Um, he's uh, a massively prolific and um, very st- strong-willed, robust, uh, classic English um, kind of heroic guy. <laughs> um, but um, massive, massive career uh, in stage and screen. <laughs> and um, I was just scrambling for somebody to describe, and I was like, you know who there must be some absolutely gonzo photos of is Brian, Brian fucking Blessing. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I my think, God. Uh, bless, blessed, was, was blessed, he the like postman blessed. who, on the Young Ones episode, where he steps in and goes, cough, cough, guffaw, and sputter? <laughs> I don't think so. I think oh, okay. I would have... Um, I think I would have internalized that Brian Blessed was oh, okay. on um, the young ones, even though there are some really astounding cameos on that show <laughs> where you're like, that. I mean, it. It. I mean, you know, Hugh, Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie, yeah. I'm pretty sure was on there at some point, and you know, uh, anybody that was on, like he was on Blackadder. I'll say that. Yeah. So there's kind of yeah. one step, one step over. Yeah. Um, from from being um, in the young ones, Blackadder is a little bit more kind of um, I, I guess like traditional. It, it's not as fucking Gonzo as um, the young ones, <laughs> but uh, also I don't think I don't necessarily think. I mean, he was he was in fucking Flash Gordon, so I don't think he's uh, exactly picky choosy. No, that was Barry. You know Stanton, what I mean? Like I, I was thinking of Barry Stanton. Yeah. Okay. But the, and the thing is, you can't miss Brian Blessed when he comes on a screen because no one, I he is the epitome of the um, operatic, big-headed, charismatic voice that comes in and just, just like yeah. a cannon knocks you over with the sheer power of his presence. Um, but the, when I looked at this photo, he's he's doing the quintessential Brian Blessed <laughs> um, fists at you, kind of as if there's an invisible person seven inches from his face that he's like shaking awake, yeah. um, and looks like his his um, his gaping maw goes back into the depths of hell. It yeah. seems like he could unhinge unhinge his jaw like a snake and swallow a whole watermelon. But uh, the, there's something to I for some reason I saw this picture and I was like that that it seems like he's been told to, to given given like an improv prompt to 
to embody the angry testicle that I injured when I was riding my bike too much in grad school. It was like, yes, you will pay attention to me. Uh, it's a, it's a, a very aggressive energy that um, totally encapsulates his, just his whole thing. And, um, you know, I, I was tempted to, like, uh, find a weird-ass picture of Klaus Kinski, which would have been way easier but I just don't want to. I don't want to um, uh, sully the waters of our describing segment by including anybody that we don't yeah. like. Yeah, and I think it's. I think. I think it's. I think it's safe yeah. that we can say it's, we don't. We don't like people that molest their yeah, children. No shit. But like, <laughs> it would also be no molest. No molesters. It would also policy. be. It would not only go back to that constantly, but it would be way too easy. Exactly. To do yeah. Some somebody that we hate, and it wouldn't be good. I mean, I don't want to spout negative shit all the time. <laughs> yeah. So although although we're taking the piss out of um, uh, uh, out of Sir Blessed, um, again the theme is always we 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 go at these people that yeah. we like, and I love Brian yeah. Blessed. He's fantastic. I'm so glad he's still f- alive because um, a man of that general comportment doesn't usually live to be eighty. Yeah. So um, it's a it's a it's impressive. Very inspiring. Very inspiring. Very inspiring. Uh, you've seen. You've seen. You've seen the old BBC um, I Claudius, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. And if anybody has, um, if anybody has seen it and is a podcast consumer, John Hodgman of the Judge John Hodgman and other um, uh, luminary podcasts did a short series. That um, where he watches it uh, and reviews it, and it's actually quite good. I'm a I'm a big fan of um, I Claudius from the '70s. It's it's <laughs> the farther we get out from it, and you know, it is so bizarre because it is the BBC version of a filmed play, right? Yeah. And and so it's extremely competent in that they stage it very well, but it's theatrically staged. It doesn't make you think it's real, but the, the, um, the beats and the acting are so fantastic (laughs) that you're able to ignore that. It looks like it's, it's way cheaper than the set of Sesame street. Right. Yeah. You're like, okay, right. Um, this like, a German soldier that's protecting uh, Claudius is definitely a German soldier. Sure, right, Yavol. Um, but uh, it's <laughs> but it's so good in plot and acting that it drags you through it. Um, you know, uh, I even though you're kind of like sc- scratching your eyes out at the production quality the whole time, it has just this magical um, English theater thing to it that I, it's hard to explain. But uh, I don't know. I think we, we may only l- look at Brian a couple of times. <laughs> so don't don't everybody fall in love with Brian. On, on, I just wanted somebody uh, who would be very um, uh, visually compelling and fun to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I'm probably so going to grab go somebody else next time. Yeah, feel free to bounce right off of this. I think bounce, I think we can, bounce we can fuck around as much as we want. Yeah. Bounced around. Bounce around. Bounce up and bounce down. And that brings us to the end of our time with you, dear reader. Until next time when we deliver you another batch of beasts. Bullywogs and bowls of flesh-eating dessert fluff. And if you'd be so kind as to tell a friend or support us by throwing Oops All Monsters a five-star review on iTunes or whatever format that you've listened to us on, that really does help. Um, check out my Twitch channel and my YouTube channel. It's Gavin Longshanks if you want to. There's stuff on there. There's stuff. Everybody likes stuff. <laughs> Share an episode. Really, I say this because it's in the script, but I put it in the script because it would really help us. Please grab an episode link, uh, throw, slide into your friends' DMs, tell them that, hey, I know you like weird monsters and, you know, 90s movies. Check this out. It would We would really appreciate it. Costs you nothing, just a couple uh, moments of your time. Hit up our, on our Instagram, which I am going to be uploading um, new shit to. Uh, you might have, you guys might have seen that I actually got active on there again. Mm. 
Um, and uh, if you want to toss a coin into the potion fund, hit us up with a one-shot contribution at paypal.me slash oopsallmonsters, or if you're feeling really froggy, sign up at patreon.com slash oopsallmonsters. If you got monster suggestions, I really appreciate when people have pushed those to us before. Yeah. Get us at oopsallmonsters at gmail.com. And uh, lastly, I have to thank my wonderful friend Katie for our incredible theme song. Her work as part of the duo The Darling Kathleen's can be found on YouTube at The Darling Kathleen's. And with that, I have uh, been Hiss. And I've been Gavin. <laughs> and we've been uh, staggering around this Roman cathedral set <laughs> in this weird latex alien suit trying to find somebody's neck to rip open. <laughs> and also, we've, we've been Oops All Monsters. Oops All, hey oops, oops all Monsters. That was, a, that was a long one. Yeah. Uh, okay, stop. That has some meat in it. Some, some meaty alien chunks. 